Biolog is connection, conversation, community. We believe life is better when we are connecting through relationships. Thank you for joining us. Hello, hello. It is a Wednesday morning here in October, mid-October. It's so crazy that October is almost finished. The temperature, like, totally switched up. One day it was in the 70s, and then the next day it was 20 degrees colder. So I started to get going, not get going, but like escalate my um, preparations for um, cold weather season. And there's our rat, if you can hear that. <laughs> he just decides, I'm, I've been awake for like over an hour now laying here. And he just decides, as I'm getting ready to record here, to start drinking his water. That's Nugget, our rat, who is in my room. So it has been a very enjoyable fall so far because it's been warm and cooler. So, and that's the way fall normally goes, such as one day it's warm, next day it's a little cooler and such just like in the spring so that's enjoyable because as i said the previous years it's been one day it's hot and then next you know day it's cold and the transition between summer and winter was like a week and then boom you're in cold weather and all this snow and all this nonsense and we not about that i don't mind the trends you know the seasons but i like the transitions let's have that transitionary period please thank you I just was on my phone scrolling because um, in 2019, I took two of my kids to a, um, a family day and they had rowboating, canoeing, and we went on there, out there in the, I guess it's a river. No, I don't think it's a lake. I think it's the river, Schuylkill River, I think. They have rivers all over the place here, which is great. And so it's great because I'm from the Virgin Islands and I, what I always loved is driving and just seeing the water and I love, you know, just seeing the water. And so being in the States, being able to see that, even though it's not the ocean is like a piece of home to me. And that's why I, one of the reasons why I actually love where we are because, um, you can drive and see water. The, you can see the river. I think it's the Schuylkill River comes all the way up here and you can just drive and see bodies of water and I love that. And so we went canoeing and I didn't know how to do it. I've never been. And, you know, got in there, figured it out and did it and it was fun. And so I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Not only that, but I think that I can, I could do a, ro- um, a motorboat. I can do that. And so last year we didn't go because of course, you know, the pandemic. So, um, and then this year we were, you know, out and about and everything like that, but you know, outdoors and everything. And that was cool. 
but we didn't do a lot of um structured activity. Excuse me, jeez. We didn't do a lot of structured activities. You know, we just we went to the pool a couple of times. We went, you know, to the park, um, and you know things like that. But um, I did some home projects, got our deck refinished and put up a sunshade, made like a little oasis back there. I did our front yard, um, got rid of the weeds and then lay down, um, I guess you can call that golf turf type thing because I didn't want to maintain a lawn because I did that before. I went through the whole process of all of that and it was looking good and it was beautiful. And then I missed one season, not one season, but one part. Because normally you do the weed repellent coming into spring and then you do it again going out into fall. I missed one session. I think it was a spring session. Yeah, because in 2016, my daughter joined me. In April so that was um, spring and then my son joined four weeks later so um, as a newborn and so I totally missed that session because I you know getting you know used to mom and newborn and you know new two-year-old daughter and so um, and the weeds had a heyday and they took over and it just totally overran the yard that I had worked so hard. I mean, I went, I got the sod myself. I um, did, transported the sod myself, loaded it in my car, actually messed up this, the, I forget what you call it, those spring joint thingies on my car. I had a, a neon at that time and messed that up because the sod was, you know, too heavy. <laughs> and then, um, but did it and I did it myself. I rented a tiller, tilled the ground. I mean, I did this whole thing. It was beautiful. And just in missing that one session, the weeds had got a handle of the entire yard. And I was like contemplating if I wanted to do that again, because of course, when you have grass, you have to cut the grass and all that kind of stuff. Make sure, you know, you do the weed treatment so that they don't take over. And I'm like, do I want to go through all of that again? Not only that, but I don't really like being on grass because the bugs, <laughs> you know, spiders and all that stuff just be having their thing going on there. And so I like never understand when people go to concerts and they're just sitting on the grass. I'm like, there are bugs in the grass that can be crawling on you and you don't know it. <laughs> Crawl up your clothes and everything. So anyway, um, so I'm like, we don't use the yard because of the grass. And I'm like, why would I have, because there are six of us now, I have a family of six. I'm like, we need to maximize the space that we have indoors and outdoors. And I don't let the dogs out there because I don't want them peeing and yellowing up the grass and pooping in there and stuff. And I have to clean it up and everything. So I'm like, you know what? Because I had been back and forth contemplating about using the turf, the golf turf before because I think that it would be more advantageous and we would get more use out of that. So I decided to go for it. I went to Home Depot. I got the amount that we needed and got the uh, 
the pins that you use when you're doing gardening to hold down the the I forgot what you call it. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm yawning all over the place here. And pinned it down and everything. And I was like, this is great. I don't have to cut any grass. I can let the kids out here. I can let the dogs out here. You know, just to run around and play and everything like that. If the dogs decide that they want to do the poop, I'll be able to easily see where it is because they, I mean, they are quick. They'll just squat and poop. And then you'll be like, what just happened? You know, if you got distracted looking at something and then I never know that they pooped in there. So, and then I had the kids, I took my son out there, we played catch. Um, I had the kiddie pools out there, but they're not so into the kiddie pools for some reason. And so did that. I got a sprinkler so that we can use out there, hook it up to the, the, um, the hose and use that. But what happened? This summer was ridiculously humid. Like, really ridiculously humid. So uncomfortable. I mean, you go out there. Like, one time I sat my son out in the back deck to play. And I went out there to do something real quick. And I was like, oh my god. I had to go back in the house. And he was out there. I guess he was fine. But I was like, "Mm -mm." it was ridiculous. Hot, humid. And I was like, no. So that's one of the reasons why we did not do a lot this summer because it was just so uncomfortable, you know, really uncomfortable being out. So then once the weather started to shift and that was in September, I was like, okay, we are getting out and we are going to enjoy this weather before it turns cold. So that's what we've been doing. Try to teach the children how to ride their bikes. We went scootering and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I got back on teaching the three middle kids how to uh, ride a bike. Jaden got a hang of it on the tricycle. Now I am trying to have him get a handle of it on the big kid bike. Um, Because I got them big kids bike because they're really too big for the tricycles. And so, um, so we've been out. Yesterday we went to the park. I decided to start showing Jaden, um, like, you know, I got him a mitt. I got him um, a bat, one of those, you know, soft bats. I got him, and then I have soccer balls. I didn't realize I had three. (laughs) I had three soccer balls, and so um, they were deflated a little bit, so I inflated them um, because I wanted to start to, you know, show him how to, you know, catch a ball, how to hit a ball and, you know, um, how to do, you know, just start on some beginner soccer, um, stuff because I'm thinking that next year, um, I want to start to probably get him into some type of sport and I figured, let me see what he has an affinity for, um, you know, or at least practice so that, you know, I can possibly get him in a beginner's um, sports thing next year so that, you know, he can be around other boys because this isn't, I mean, he's the only boy in the house. There are five females in the house. So uh, just for him to be around other boys and, you know, and stuff like that. So that's what I was thinking to do. And so I took him out there yesterday and we did that. And then I had them, you know, go on you know in the playground to play and stuff like that. So as I said, that's what we've been doing. Just enjoying, you know, being out 
Um, and so it's been really cool doing that. Um, the transition. I mean, yesterday I just had to like take a moment and just thank God because it's like sometimes you are in a place where you are in transition and you are kind of like, you know, you're not too familiar with who you are in the moment. You know, God is, you know, shifting and changing you into um, someone else, you know, because he, he evolves us. And so, and you end up having to say goodbye to certain things, you know, that were a part of, you know, what you did and, you know, how you moved and in the world and, and such. And so, you know, being able to mourn and that stuff, that mourning process can kind of have, sometimes have you there a bit long while you, because if it's a time of life that you actually enjoyed, like, you know, I watch, I don't watch, I have seen these commercials with these shows, and I forget what the name of the show is, but, you know, where these moms are so clinged on to their kids, their kids are adults, and they're so involved in their lives and stuff like that, and that's what it reminds me of, not being able to let go of a season. Obviously, they enjoyed being moms, and they loved their kids, and that's their identity. When you are a mom, there's so much of you is involved in that that that's, you know, part of who you are, taking care of your kids and, and stuff like that. And so, um, seems like a lot of people have an issue transitioning from, you know, being that constant caregiver. And then when your children become teenagers, you know, starting to let go a bit and having them be more independent in preparation for them becoming adults. And it uh, seems like, um, you know, a lot of mothers have issues with that. And so they end up their children, adults married and everything. And they're so involved in their lives as if when their children were kids, it's ridiculous. They never, you know, kind of push their children out, you know, out the nest to be able to fend for themselves because the children are actually also implicit in this. Um, to me, uh, there's a word I want to use. I can't think of the word right now, but in this type of, you know, relationship, which isn't healthy. Um, and so it's just interesting to watch a commercial because I'm like, that is so crazy. But, you know, I think that it, it kind of comes from not being able to let go of certain seasons in your life. And if you don't have a sense of who you are, then you a lot of times cling to either cling to someone else or cling to um, what you can do and what you can provide. And even if that's not needed anymore, you're still so on that mindset and on that bent that you impose yourself in areas and it ends up becoming a hindrance to who you're imposing it on. There was this one clip where um, a daughter is pregnant and she's married and the mother is so over involved in their lives, it's crazy. And so she's pregnant and she had to, she was getting, you know, I guess she was almost ready to have the baby. And so she was doing um, the breastfeeding, uh, I guess, uh, sessions in preparation for breastfeeding when the baby is born. And no, the baby was born. That's right. The baby was born. And I guess she was seeing a lactation consultant. Um, 
and you know maybe she was having you know some issues breastfeeding and so the mother went with her the mother brought a doll so that she can also you know do the moves and everything on her own breast I'm like what kind of nonsense is this <laughs> so you know and it's like you know but I can understand how you can get stuck because obviously I think that was her only daughter and so you know that's it apparently it seemed was is her whole identity being a mom to this daughter and so not being able to let go and move into you know the next phase of life you have raised your daughter your daughter is married having you know her own family and everything like that and so it's time for you and the thing is this woman is married <laughs> you know the, the mom is married so it's like but yeah, no, that was you know. So she's not so apparently. Then what is your identity? That to me seems to shout that you don't have an identity of your own apart from someone else. Like who are you? What do you like to do? And maybe I think that tends to happen too when um you tend to have kids young. That um it's like you that's your identity and you never really learned what you like and who you are and it could be that you didn't have kids young and but when you did have kids maybe you became a stay-at-home mom and so everything you did was revolved around your kids and then so by the time your kids now are out of the nest or getting ready to be out of the nest becoming teen they're teenagers and they're getting ready to fly in the nest that you that's about what you know 15 16 17 years and so if all you have been focused on is your kids during all that time then you can tend to forget what it is that you actually like to do what you enjoy doing um and maybe even the things that you enjoy doing before at this point you know over a decade later a decade and a half almost two decades later are different and so to me for me as a mom it's been important because since God has transitioned me to being you know fully uh you know full-time stay-at-home mom you know and I homeschool and everything like that and that's what I am to do that's what he's transitioned me to do in order for me to do it the way that I need to do it for my kids and to be able to parent them and um, walk with them, you know, through their different challenges and stuff like that. Um, that's who I am to be in this season for the foreseeable future. And so um, one thing that I, and I'm glad that I, you know, started this journey in my third, late 30s. Yeah. My daughter joined me, my oldest joined me in 2016, and that's when I turned 40. So she joined me when I was 39. And so I already had a full sense of who I am, you know, and how I moved and everything. So I, I wasn't still trying to figure, I was in my 20s still trying to figure it out and figure out what I'm, you know, doing and what I like and don't like and, you know, and you know in this world and how I move and all this kind of stuff and just me as an individual who am I I, I already had all of that figured out and so um 
And that can also be kind of a little bit of a caveat because, you know, becoming a, when you're a mom, you have to give so much to your kids. And so you do have to set aside, you know, you know, and make sacrifices, um, to a certain point in order to, you know, parent them and, and, um, raise them well and, and everything and put into them what needs to be put into them and dedicate that time. It is a sacrifice. And so there are parts of you that you may need to, you know, set aside, um, for a period and everything like that. So if you already are, you know, independent woman and doing your thing, it's like, you know, to take that time because then you end up kind of going between like balancing okay work children this this that and um and just juggling a lot and for me I have personally found I'm not saying this is for everybody but I have found that for me personally I had to make a decision because I realized in the juggling something as my children were getting older something was getting um something was getting lost and I had to make a decision that if I was going to keep going the way that I was and seeing that there were things that were not being addressed or needs that weren't being met fully with me doing that, you know, for my kids, that if that was a route that I was going to continue to go because I couldn't do both, something was going to be lacking. And so... um I was like, I realized that I had to, you know, put aside a lot of different things and, and fully divest, invest, divest, fully invest into my kids. Um, and so that's my story. I'm not saying that that's everybody's story, but it is mine. And that's a decision that I was like, yes, I have to do this. And I knew that I needed to do this because what I could see is not just now, but beyond, because I had to decide what type of relationship do I want my kids to have with me as they grow older. This, if I'm going to make a change, this is the time to make it because they're still young. Trying to develop a relationship with your child that you haven't really invested a lot of, you know, time. And when I say that, I mean, I'm not just talking about roof over your head, food on the table type thing. I'm talking about investing time in talking, in just sitting and doing nothing together, just chatting or watching a movie, reading a book or, you know, just doing much of nothing together. And in those times you can have conversations and, you know, playing a game, you know, building, doing an art project together and just that together time to encourage and fertilize, you know, um, that connectedness that as they grow older and they become teenagers and then become adults become preteens and teenagers and adults when they naturally start to separate from their parents because they are becoming in the you know and on the road to being an adult so they naturally start to have that separation where they won't be more want to be more independent and have their own um, things that they like doing and, and pursue them and stuff like that in preparation for becoming adult an adult. And so, um, you want, or at least I want when that happens, that we have such a close bond and connection that, that they don't 
discard the parental relationship like oh i'm you know going over here and doing this and um if something's going on that i'm not happy about or that's bothering me emotionally internally or whatever that i'm out on my own doing this i want to figure it out on my own versus having that connected relationship where if something is going on that they are already so used to having conversation you know, I am already so used to asking, how do you feel about this? And, you know, what about this? And asking those different questions to let them know that I'm interested in their lives and um, interested in what they have to say and what they think and different things like that, how they feel and different things like that. So that they know that they have that safe space, not just physically, but emotionally and uh, mentally and everything like that, that they have somebody in their corner in that aspect that they can come to when, you know, something is going on and, um, because that's not something that I had. And, and even though, I mean, I'm cool with that because I have God and he has been that gap filler for me. I, and yes, he can be that gap filler for them, but I'm like, you know, I, I want to be that for my kids because I needed that when I was young and I didn't have it. And so I turned to God and that has, is, you know, how my relationship with God solidified. He became my parent in that matter as far as, you know, with that. And, and I want them to have that type of relationship, but I also want them to know that they do have somebody, they do have a parent that they can turn to that they you know something's going on if if something happened that you know or they did something that they know they shouldn't have done that they feel that they could still come to me and even though they know it's something I wouldn't be happy about that they feel safe enough to come to me and be able to talk to me about it and that I am a safe enough place that I'm not gonna like bass them over the head with that I'll let you know yeah I'm not happy about that you know that's not how I raised you whatever but Let's see what we can do about this. Um, how can you grow from this? How can you learn from this? How can you do better from this? And to come to them from that perspective. Um, and so that's something that I have had to work on, you know, for myself. Because, you know, even though we may want to be different parents than how we were parented, the way we were parented is embedded into us because that's how we were parented. It was, you know, during our developmental years, it becomes a part of who we are because we are developing during that time. And so it becomes infused in who we are and we end up naturally doing the same thing that was done to us. And we have to make a decision to do differently. And it's not just a decision, but many decisions, hundreds, thousands of decisions. Sometimes you're making multiple decisions in one day, in one hour to do different that instead of reacting based on what is, you know, in you and a part of you, that you are responding. So you're stopping and you're thinking, how should I respond so that we can eventually come to this goal that I have? You know, you did something, you know, you weren't supposed to do. I am not happy about it. You know, do I react and go, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, type of a thing? Or do I stop and I think, how should I respond to this? That they know that I am not happy about what you did. And you know that this is something that you should not have done. You know better than that. But how can we make it a teaching moment where I am responding that they know this, you know that this is not something you should have done. You know better than that. And then how can we turn it into a teaching moment where it's like, 
Okay, you know better than that, so why did you do it? So that's telling me either you didn't stop and think about this is how I should behave in this situation and then make sure that you are exhibiting behavior in alignment with who you are as part of this family and how you are being raised and the ethics and values and such that are being instilled into you. So what do we need to do differently next time? You know, and respond that way instead of, you know, reacting. And that has been uh, challenging. You know, it's challenging to change who you are. But it's not impossible <laughs> at all. But it is a process. It's not going to be like, oh, I want to do this. And so, oh, okay, that's, that's how I'm going to respond now. You know, there are times you get it right and there are times you don't. And there are times you don't get it right and you know that you're not getting it right and you're like, I don't care about that right now. We'll try again another day. And that has been my story because um, there are times I, I get it right and then there are times according to what it is that I want to, um, how I want to show up for my kids. I'm not saying right for everybody. I'm saying how I want to show up for my kids. I get it right in alignment with that. And sometimes I don't. I, sometimes I'm like, you know, sometimes it's multiple things going on and, you know, multiple kids doing messed up stuff that they know better than they're supposed to be doing. And in my patience just goes because, okay, no, <laughs> you know, and, and then I sit back and I say, okay. And at those times, if I see that I'm, you know, too far to the left with that, I will stop and say, or if you're not, it doesn't have to be too far. It could be like, you know what, you're not responding the way that you would like. And this is, you know, going to, this is kind of creating the opposite of what you want. And everybody just needs to take a breather. And I may say, okay, everybody's going to bed early today. Okay, everybody go lie down until I'm ready for you. And then I calm myself down and, okay, let me take a breather. Let me take a step back and approach this differently and go from there. And so what being in this place of just being mom in this time has done for me is to be able to be more cognitive and be more purposeful and intentional about showing up that way because I am not in such a rush where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you have to do this. And then, okay, I have to get this done for this client. And oh my God, look at all this stuff I have to do. In my head is all the things that I have to do for all my different clients and how I'm behind. And that's what was happening in the past, you know, five years, like how I'm behind and I have to get caught up. Okay. We're at the end of the year. Soon will be time for taxes. I need to get them caught up. This client is behind here. They still haven't given me this. And now I need to do all of this. And, and then, uh, you know, and then, you know, that's the type of, you know, you know, stress that, that, that is residing in me because I know I have to get this all done. Plus I taking care of my kids. Plus I'm homeschooling and, you know, and all this stuff. And it was, you know, just very, you know, like not productive. And so letting go of all of those different things, it has allowed me to move more purposefully in who I want to be and how I want to show up for my children but it required letting go of a lot of things and letting go of 
part of me that has been a part of me um, for so long, you know, building, you know, my um, business where I was, you know, only working for myself and set my own hours and everything was awesome. But once I started to have kids and, you know, and then more kids, it was like, okay, you know, this is awesome and great. But because being an entrepreneur requires you pretty much 24-7 because when you go to work for somebody, you go there, you do what you do, and then you go back home and that's done. When you are working for yourself, it's never done because you are the one, you know, that everything rests upon and you are the one responsible for everything, you know, so it's not anybody that you can say, okay, then somebody else is going to do it. No, that somebody else is you. So, yeah, and I loved being able to do that. Uh, but this is a different time, a different season, and I have to show up a different way. And it took a while for me to, you know, come to terms and to grieve that because it's something I did have to grieve because, you know, it was a part of my life that I enjoyed. Um, you know, I enjoyed that part of my life. It was me and my animals, you know? And so now it's different and different doesn't mean, you know, bad or anything different just means different and so um I was very independent it was just me I you know could go where I want do what I want whatever I wanted but now it's different and because I have children that you know have uh, certain backgrounds which um comes with certain you know challenges for them I can't just spontaneously be like oh <laughs> you know I have to be cognitive and uh, about how it may affect them because one of the caveats of their beginnings is them, you know, very structured, you know, ch change is like not a good thing for them. It's something to be like feared or it's something to be very apprehensive about. It's something um, that produces um, certain reactions in them. And so it could be something as simple as when we got our, you know, our new van and it was different and, you know, that caused a fear response in one of my kids. Uh, they call the fear response fight, fight, flight or freeze. And so she tends to do freeze. Um, and so that caused, you know, that response in her. And it, I mean, it was a good thing because we have more space and everything like that. But for her, it was something different. Something else was being required of her. And so, you know, she froze, you know, in that moment, you know, froze because it's like, okay, what is this transition? So being able to transition quickly and seamlessly is not something that um, is very easy for I would say three of my kids, um, two of them, they can flow more easily now if I am not too, um, you know, like sharp with the changes, like, oh, okay, we do it, oh, we do it, and it's like a bunch of different things happening at once, um, because they thrive on consistency and con on continuity. They can do the same thing over and over again every single day in the same exact manner, in the same exact timeline that's what they would do because that's safe for them that's safe for them they know what's going to happen next they know what's coming they know what they're doing now and they know what's going to happen next and they know what's going to happen after that and they know what's going to happen after that and you know so that's safe for them so that's where that comes in and so if i change it up 
it's like, okay, what's going on? And then they kind of feel, you know, out of, out of place and, and just, you know, like, what, what should I be doing type of a thing? Like, like a deer in headlights. <laughs> um, and so two of my kids have definitely gotten way better at adapting to that. Um, and stuff, as I said, as long as I move slowly and I'm not rushing around and I move, you know, more slow at a slower pace and more like, okay, we're going to go over here and do this. And it's not rush, 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 rush. You know, they can flow and get on board more, you know, more quickly. The one daughter, mm, you know, she's still work, work, you know, she's still working through that. <laughs> and so, which is fine. Um. It's fine. Usually at times it's not because we really do need to get somewhere. Like if we need to get to the doctor, you know, but that's why too, um, I don't make a lot of scheduled appointments. The only scheduled appointments we have are doctor's appointments. Other than that, everything is just, even when we have our, cause I like to, you know, go through Facebook marketplace and get some great finds and stuff like that. And even when we're doing that, it's like it has to be a porch pickup because I don't want to have to meet you somewhere and then, okay, have to meet you by this time. And then, you know, something happens and I need to move a little slower, you know, so the kids are, you know, cool and not, you know, causing any issues that causes them to, you know, have their, you know, um, fair response thingy going on. And um, then I'm starting to get stressed because I'm like, oh, they're waiting for us and we have to meet them here and this, it takes this amount of time to get there. And, you know, cause then I start getting stressed. Okay. Hurry up. You know, and then, then that just escalates the situation for them because they don't move faster in that situation. They move, it's like they start to move slower because they start to get frozen and kind of paralyzed. And so I'm like, it has to be a porch pickup and I'll be there between this time and this time. I usually give an hour or two hour window. And so they know that. Um, I am going to be there around these, this time. And then that way I can move slowly and more intentionally. I'm not getting stressed. They're not getting stressed and we can just do what we need to do. Now, what I did earlier in the year and the end, you know, 2020, um, and in the, and the beginning of this year is I would just go without them and just be like, you know what? It's just easier for me to just go and just do it myself, get a babysitter, and go while they're napping and just do what I need to do because I can get it done more quickly. Um, but what was happening with that is like, you know, that's not really the environment I want. Um, and before the pandemic, we did every, you know, we went everywhere together. Even when I had a doctor's appointment, they went with me. So um, we always did, you know, everything together. And that's the environment that I want for my family. I want them to, you know, know that, you know, to have that close-knit, togetherness and you know us all as a family that we do things together um and so you know we flow together we move together and so even though it was easier <laughs> to just do it myself you know it was leaving them out of the equation and so so I had to transition from that, which wasn't easy because, as I said, even though even it was easier, but it was also more pleasurable because I like to be by myself. And so it was a break for me to get out and to just move, you know, on my own without the kids and out of the house and yay, you know, type of a thing. And so, um, yeah, so we've transitioned back to that. We had two doctor's appointments. Um, and we all went <laughs> and so, 
Um, because even though they were like, well, it's just supposed to be you and the child that's being seen. And I'm like, but what if I don't have a babysitter? And they're like, well, if you don't have a babysitter, you know, we're not going to tell you, you can't come. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, even if I can get it, you know, I mean, if I can book my babysitter, I'm not going to, because we're going to all go. Because to me, and booking a babysitter every time I have an appointment, you know, for one child, you know, that's a lot, you know that's a you know that's a lot of money that I ain't looking to spend number one and it's like you know what we're far enough along into this pandemic that certain things you know we can all go together because the one child going I mean we all from the same household so you know <laughs> you know so um yeah so that's what we've been doing and what we have introduced transitioned to and so, um, yeah, that's what we, so we have, we're back into that pre-pandemic flow. Um, and then, as I said, I think I want to go ahead and let my son, um, join a sports program, um, next year. It would have to be outdoors. So that's why it's like, okay, soccer or um, you know, baseball or t-ball, whatever it is that I call, um, so that, so it's outdoors and, you know, he can go ahead and join if I can get him, you know, used to, you know, do, you know, doing some of the moves and everything like that, then he should be able to transition into doing that, um, you know, with other kids. And so, so possibly that's what we're going to do. I don't know. I'd have to see because I did have him join a karate class that was before the pandemic um, and he wasn't really paying attention but that was like two years ago that was 2019 so um, he wasn't really paying attention at that time but as I said he was three <laughs> so uh, uh, three and a half so it you know so now that so next year it will be three years later so he should be definitely he has matured much in the past year and so I think that he should be you know good to do that um do a beginner's soccer class and it'll be outdoors so I'll be comfortable with that um and so that's something that I want to look into for him not that I'm not going to have the girls do it but for him because he's a boy and the only boy here I'm more um intentional in him doing something so he can be around other boys since we're a house full of women house full of girls <laughs> house full of females and so um but we would be there on the sidelines you know looking at everything like that because that's what we do and so um and then you know have him do a session and then see if any of the the girls are interested and have them you know do a session I definitely want like um I know of somebody that does voice lessons and I think my oldest I would like to get her into that because she does like to sing um sing along with things so I think that's something I want her to do um and then um see um my one of my other daughters she likes to you know draw and stuff and so I think getting her maybe into a science class at the Y possibly would be good for her the other daughter 
Um, I haven't really seen what she's too into yet. Um, she likes to get into things, that I must say. So um, maybe the one daughter would be more of an art class and her class would be more of a science class because she likes to get into things. And so being able to see how things work and stuff like that probably would be something that would be good for her. So just seeing, you know, what the different the children can get into. I want to get our youngest into swimming, but that may not be next year. Um, I'll just take her into the water myself, but I do want to get her into um, swimming. That would be, I think that would be something that's good for her. Um, but as I said, probably not till she's about three, though. Next year she'll be, well, next year she'll still be one. She will be two in the latter part of the year so the following year is probably when I would get her probably more involved in that but you know that's where we are my hair I have cut my hair my hair is pretty much natural yeah my hair is natural um, and I've been keeping it short because I do not want to go to the hairdresser and, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on my hair. I just want to get up, be able to quickly do what I need to do within, you know, 15 minutes and be off. And, you know, washing. When I wash my hair, I just want to do and, you know, once it's washed and deep conditioned and everything, I don't want to spend more than, once again, 15 minutes on it, you know, 10, 15 minutes and go about my business. So at this point, I'm keeping it short. Um, and for the foreseeable future, and then we'll see where to go from there. Because I don't know if I'm never going to put a relaxer in it again, never going to put any texturizer in it again. The reason why I wanted to come out of the texturizer is because, you know, I can't see the back of my head and everything and, you know, the top of my head, you know, the crown of my head and stuff like that. And so I feel like I don't want to put you know, texturizer in already texturized parts of my hair. I can't see to just put it on the new growth. So it's going to be processing the already processed hair. And I don't want damaged hair. And even though I cut it, I don't cut it that short. And so I think it, it'll end up causing more damage in the long run, you know, to the ends. And so I'm like, I think if I, so I've been experimenting with just having it natural and seeing and keeping it short and you know to a certain length to see that the you know the curls are the way that i want to see them um and and see how that goes and so that's where i've been experimenting my goal was to get to november 1st with it and then decide where to go from there and i nearly just deleted that goal the other day i pulled out the texturizer and then you know and then i didn't do it and so I'm sticking with the November 1st goal, which is in just, what, another, what, 10 days, 10, 11 days. And so I will um, probably, from what I've been seeing, I think it's going to work out well. I think I've gotten the menagerie of what I need to do um, with the different products and what products I need to use down to get the look that I want and have it moisturized the way I want. So I think it's going to be good. My next goal that I would set would be um, to, I guess I was going to say to the beginning of the year, but I don't want to be doing that with my hair in the middle of winter. So I guess my next goal would be spring, you know, just doing it till spring and continue to keep my hair cut down and, you know, see how, you know, any changes that I need to make in the cold weather. 
um, as far as keeping it moisturized because of course when the heat goes on then there's that dry heat but I have a humidifier that I can use and so it's sitting right there on top of my dresser so um, I think using that's going to be good and I need to get a couple more of them to put you know in the kids rooms and then also another one to go in the living area so just keep you know the moisture level of the house um, decent not overly moisturized but just so the air isn't so dry with the heaters being on because I think that'll definitely be beneficial for our skin I know that'll definitely be beneficial for our skin and you know hair and everything like that so um, that's something that I'm going to be doing and then to see how that goes because I don't like keeping my hair wrapped I actually like my I don't like my head being wrapped and so even in the winter time I'll be walking around with my hair not wrapped during the day so so that's the update on me and my family and um yeah we have two vehicles we have our minivan and we have a Ford Transit which is awesome that came about so wonderfully it was I mean I'll you know do that in another um another post but it is awesome because we have space and it's a what a 10 seater let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine nine passenger that's excluding the two front seats i count the seats other than the two front seats because the kids can't sit in the front seats anyway so um so nine passenger and it's it's awesome very spacious very spacious which i love so we've been to the beach this summer we drove we've been there like four times we went drove over to new jersey i went to the beach finally got there it was nice um so we did that did not go into the water put our feet in the last time we were there but other than that um yeah that water is too rough for the kids so um for swimming we'll stick with pools <laughs> um but it was great to drive there it wasn't too bad a drive because i mean it's very scenic um, we went to, they have a really large indoor outdoor flea market. We stopped there on the way to the beach one time, the last time, the last time we went. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, the boating, I, I located two places that we can rent paddle boats, not paddle boats, we can rent rowboats, canoes. Um, so that next year I, I liked one of the, the Facebook pages so that I can see when they put out that, you know, the season is open. It's closed now, unfortunately. I wanted to see if we can get in there, um, you know, real quick, like this month, but it's already closed. I guess they close on, a lot of them close on Labor Day, just like the outdoor pools get closed on Labor Day. So, but at least I know now. And so, um, that's something that we are definitely doing next year. Um, the, um, what was I going to say? The, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we went bowling. So last year we did not do any bowling. The kids bowl free program, but this year we went, we went once and it's, you know, closed now because it closes in September. So we went once. So that was cool. Um, so we'll go more next year. There's also a kids skate free program that I want to check out. Um, so we'll check that out because I think that goes through cold weather. So I am going to check that out because 
Um, I think it'll be cool, you know, to do that and get the kids skating. I'm even possibly thinking about taking them ice skating. Um, I was apprehensive about that because, you know, you're on this blade and, but, uh, I think it'll be something good for the family to try. So I'm thinking about that because there's a rink not too far from us, just down the highway there. So I'm just excited about, you know, what God has done in our family, what he's done in me in the past year alone, just in this year alone, just knowing where I was last year and in the beginning of this year and the transitions that I know that I needed to make that I really, you know, was um, uh, resistant to making, but I knew I had to do it. So it was a process to get on board, you know, with that, you know, um, which, you know, a process is a process, but got there and it's, you know, because it's something that I know that I wanted to do. Ultimately, I just need to get my feelings and everything on board with that. And a lot of times people are, you know, waiting for the feelings for them to move forward. But you got to move forward even without the feelings because your feelings will follow you. Your feelings will follow you. If you make a decision, you make that decision. The rest of you will follow that decision, you know. And so I, that's what I did. And, you know, God comes alongside and, and does what you can't. You know, um, and I love when he does that because he's done that so many times, you know, in my life. And it's it's just wonderful. You know, it's just wonderful. Even yesterday when I was out there with my son, I am not into sports. I never played soccer. Like, please, <laughs> let me run up and down like that. I failed phys ed one time in high school because I refused to be running up and down the court after the, the, the basketball because the boys always would hog the ball and I could never get it. And I wasn't interested in getting it either. So I refused. I would just walk back and forth, you know, with the ball went that way. Okay. You know, I wasn't going to run and I got, you know, she failed me. So the next time I had to take it over again. And I took it and I halfway ran. I made it, I made it, I made it as if I was giving an effort, but I still wasn't going to be chasing after no ball because those boys, I mean, I, it's ridiculous. They just be grabbing the ball and hogging it. And it's like, you know, by fighting the for no ball, okay, <laughs> you know, I don't care about this ball. So even being out there with my son and showing him how to hold his glove, you know, it was like I had to, you know, just internally sit back in amazement because I'm like, look how God will just through you, you know, do what needs to be done. Because as I said, I'm showing him how to hold his glove and, you know, and, you know, showing him how to, you know, do the soccer. And I'm like, I don't play sports. I don't watch sports. I don't like sports. But here I am showing him what to do. And I'm like, you know. It is just like sometimes you just got to sit back in awe, like what God has put on the inside of you. And when you start walking and moving, you see it come out like it's it's like, wow, you know, and that's why I can all I can say to anyone, you know, it may you may not feel like you have the education to do something or, you know, the experience and whatever. Just start walking forward, because when you start walking forward, it's like putting a seed in the ground and putting water on that seed it activates it activates you can have a seed on a shelf and ain't nothing gonna happen because it's not in the environment but when you put it in this environment that it needs the dirt or the moisture because you can just put it in the tissue and it'll start to activate but so it needs that moisture that water in order to start activating that's what that's what us walking forward does 
it activates because as you walk forward and you, you know, God directs you and, and something clicks on the inside of you and you start just walking in a direction. You're like, oh, this. And then you just start things that you shouldn't know how to do. Things that you shouldn't even know, you know, are in you. And it starts coming out just by you being in that right environment, walking forward and it activating. So that's my encouragement to you today. And it's time for me to get these kids up. And we have a freezer coming to be delivered within, the, you know, the next couple hours. And I'm excited about that um, because, you know, it's going into holiday time and we going to get our turkey. I need to start getting our turkey pieces, you know. Okay. Because I, do, I don't do the full turkey because I don't like turkey breast. I get the pieces, all the dark meat pieces. So I get the wings, I get the thighs, I get the drumsticks. And I start from now getting that stuff together. But our freezer is completely packed. Um, there are six of us in this house and it's completely packed. And so I'm like, we need to get a freezer. We really need another fridge, but we can't do that. You know, next house is, I mean, I know the things that we're going to need in the next house. Um, which is interesting because if somebody has said, you know, here's a house. I'll be like, okay, cool. But now you know, just in, you know, these months later, like what my thoughts for what we would need in a house a year ago and now completely different. The beginning of this year and now completely different. I know like, oh, we're going to need this or we're going to need that, you know, type of a thing. Um, I was in Lowe's looking at the freezers and saw this washer dryer that sat on top of each other with the circle you know the big but it was smaller not the big big ones and I was like curious about it because I'm like huh I want to see what that's about because we would need two sets of washer dryers <laughs> once these kids start getting bigger because they're gonna be washing their own clothes once they start getting older and because there are so many of us in the house it's like you know to be able to run two loads at the same time and you know and stuff like that is gonna be beneficial so stuff like that definitely but for right now we're making the best use of the space in this house i finally organized our storage area um right now i am looking for more um metal shelving units so that i can have it set up the way that i want and so things can go on shelves instead of in bins because like the kids um, seasoned clothes are in bins piled on top of each other but in order for me to get to the bottom one I have to take all the top ones off so I prefer to have everything set on metal shelves in use so I can just pull out what is needed in that time and so finally tackle that um, and, and I had to tackle it because I need to make space for this freezer that's also going to go in that area and then you know the bikes are now bigger of course because the kids are bigger and so um, we have a space under the stairs that is a storage area, but um, I wasn't really using it because there's no door there and the cats like to get in there and then go around to the around the frame, basement framing to the main storage area. I don't like them going back there. So I had to like totally secure it off with baby gates, three baby gates all the way up so they couldn't get in there. And so the contractor had a contractor come, our contractor come yesterday, so he can fashion a door for me there. Um, I already moved the bikes in there. My bike is in there. My oldest's bike is in there. The uh, bike trailer for the baby is in there. And I probably need to sell that because it's a double bike trailer and I only need a single bike trailer for her. So I probably need to look for a single bike trailer 
or maybe not because I may take the dogs and she, the dogs can go in there with her. So, I mean, I guess we can just keep the double one. That's in there. And then um, the three middle kids bikes aren't in there yet because I need to change a couple of the tubes for the tires on those bikes. And then I can put those bikes in there. Um, need to get training wheels for um, them as well. I have one set of training wheels. We need to get two more sets. Um, so... I need to get those situated and I want to get them set up now so that when spring comes next year, I'm just pulling the bikes out and we're ready to go. I don't have to change tires and put things, everything's ready to go. Just pull them out and go. And so once I get that situated with those, then I'll put those in there too. It's just enough space for all those bikes, which is perfect. <laughs> so just making the best use of the space that we have and accommodating everybody. Um, eventually, uh, I think probably in the spring or the beginning of the year we're going to get that triple bunk or if I can get it by the end of this year that would be great but I want to get the triple bunk for the girls room um because I could always put up a, a bed uh, uh thing that you put on the bed so the kids don't roll out for Noah um and she could be she'll be in the bottom bunk um and so I can take her crib out of there and that'll open up more space in the room for the kids. So I can put another desk in there. Um, so uh, the two girls have a desk in there to work on because I'm going to start schooling uh, the child three and four um, this coming month. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I thank God for our bigger home. Um, but we're going to, you know, make the best use of the space in the home that we have. Cause I thank him for this home. And even that in itself is, is a, a testimony because when I was looking for a home, you know, they were showing me like really condo type homes. And I'm like, no, no, I want a multi-floor home. I want, you know, multiple bedrooms, more than one bathroom. Cause you know, in preparation for having kids eventually, but I wasn't about to have kids anytime soon. So even that was, you know, God in me directing me because that was 20, 2007 that I purchased this home and was looking for this home in 2007. No, I was looking in 2006 and then I purchased in 2007, the very beginning of 2007. And I didn't become a mom until 2016. So look at that. That's like, what, nine years later? Nine years later from, or 10 years later from me starting to look for a home. And knowing what I was looking for, I was preparing for 10 years later and didn't even know it. And so, you know, it's just awesome the way, you know, you just have to stop and look back about how God, you know, when you can look back, I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, getting older and stuff. But the thing about getting older is you can actually look back and see in different areas of your life, in different eras of your life, how God has been moving and directing your path and be able to see that so clearly. And that's the wonderful thing about getting older, you know. Anywho, let me get off this thing, you know, because I could talk. And how long I've been out here? See? An hour. Okay, so that's not too bad. A little over an hour. All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining Vialog. We'll see you next time.